Well, hey guys, welcome to The Drive. Hope you're doing well. Uh, it is November 17th on a Friday. It's already Friday again, man. But, uh, man, it's the weekend already. Hope you guys are going to finish well and be able to get some rest, get some stuff done at home this weekend, get ready for church, get ready for Thanksgiving. Um, <coughs> excuse me <clears throat> so many things coming up but God is good he's still on the throne he's still fulfilling his promises you know that's what that's what God does he gives promises he'll have you go from vision to fruition uh, and this next passage is interesting you know as we go verse by verse this is one that's interesting I'm not going to be able to have time to go uh, completely and, and fully in depth. Now I've taught this uh, at this point a few times over the years as I've just been going through the Word. But uh, but here's what Paul the Apostle says. He says Ephesians four nine and ten. Now this he ascended. What does it mean? But that he first descended into the lower parts of the earth. He who descended is also the one who ascended far above all the heavens that he might fill all things. Uh, it's just incredibly interesting because as you go through the Old Testament and as you go through the New Testament, you see that the Old Testament saints who died in the Lord went to Abraham's bosom and so did unbelievers. So there were two, uh, it's hard to put human, uh, human, English language to this, but essentially there were two um, sections, two compartments in Abraham's bosom. The, the ones that were believers and the ones that died as unbelievers. And so Jesus descended to essentially take all of the believers that died in the Lord, the Bible calls it falling asleep, out of there to go with him which is amazing and so that's the thing then he what did he do he ascended to heaven at the right hand of the father now that is incredibly and completely mind-blowing <laughs> to think of that i don't know i just in my you know my human mind I, I, I just think man you know Jesus was already foreordained that he would go on a rescue mission that he would go and get the ones who were faithful to the Lord to take to be with himself those who were genuine genuinely living for the Lord surrendered to the Lord obedient to the Lord focused on the Lord after his heart That's what the Lord does. And that's what he continues to do to this day. The reason he tarries, the reason why we haven't been raptured and that he hasn't come back yet, because there are still more to be rescued. You know people that need to be rescued. By rescued, I mean that their soul needs to be saved. They need to be born again. They're unbelievers. They're out there. They're lost. They're hopeless. They're helpless. They need to be 
rescue. And the Lord Jesus is the one who rescues them. He's the only one that can rescue them. Because so many in this world, you guys, are drowning. They're drowning in despair. Again, they're, they're helpless. They're trying to, if you will, tread water to stay afloat. But they're sinking quickly. And Jesus is the one that rescues. And, you know, as Christ followers, as Christians, we are the ones to let people know, hey, there's a lifeguard. <laughs> there's one who we know that can pull you out of the water, get you on the boat, dry you off, take care of you, feed you, heal you, help you, and the list goes on. There's one who, if you just surrender, instead of just trying to swim, stop trying to swim, if you just surrender, then the Lord will be able to grab you, take you up, and save you. It starts with surrender. You know, people don't want to do that. They want to have their plan. They want to live out their own ways. They want to make the decision. They don't want anyone to make it for you. Uh, or they don't want to... Anyone else to tell them what to do. Because oh, I have a plan. I know what I'm doing. Who are you? Who's anyone to tell me what to do? I'm going to do what I want to do. You know, the world, that's how they live. You can't expect unbelievers to act like, talk like, think like believers. Because they're not. But that's how they think. It's really everything revolves around them. When I was a believer, you know, when I was an unbeliever, everything revolved around me. I just... What am I doing? What, what do I care about? What decision do I want to make? What do I? It was all me, 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 right? It was just all about me. Until I realized, wait, until I realized it wasn't. It wasn't all about me. I was just making it all about me. Once you're saved, your eyes quit focusing inward every day. And they start focusing upward every day. And you realize, this life is not about me. This life is about the Lord, the Creator, Jesus, the Son of God. This life is about the eternal, not the earthly. And so it's a whole life change. I mean, people need to be rescued. They need to know who the lifeguard is. They need to know how he can help and what he can do. And that's where we come in. Representative ambassadors, heralders of the gospel. Now, Jesus is still on a rescue mission and he uses his followers to let people know how to get rescued and who to look to to get rescued. What a privilege, what a blessing. And what an opportunity. And you, you take it further and you think, man, you know, Jesus is in heaven at the right hand of the Father forever making intercession for all of his kids. Man. So good. So amazing. God's so good, right? Thank you, Lord, for rescuing him. Yeah, it's a good prayer. Thank you, Lord, for rescuing me. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for pulling me out of the water when I was drowning. Keeping me afloat. Keep your eyes on the Almighty. Amen. 
God bless you guys. Hey, hope you have an amazing Friday, and we'll talk to you in the morning.